I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. This is for Rangers fans. And it's by Rangers fans, I believe you. Believe you me. Uh, although I do have a start with a confession. Confession is good for the soul, I'm, I'm told. So last night, I didn't give as much of a chance. And so shame on me for that. My confidence was low. But uh, Philip, come on, and the boys just uh, proved me wrong and just taught me a wee lesson, you know, which, as Big Marv says, keep believing. So starting with some housekeeping today. Tonight we're going to uh, we've now as uh, on the banners just says you can we are now available on Patreon. So the details are in the description. But if you now get yourselves along there and sign up for an incredible value of one pounds a month, you'll get a daily shows, daily news update, and uh, the usual Thursday Sunday with us guys, Premier League shows, blah blah blah. All the details are there. So do yourselves a favour, sign up and help us out. <clears throat> So it's uh, without further ado, you know, we've got much to uh, be getting on with here. And and I could hardly sleep last night with the excitement, to be honest. But uh, our man on the continent, Mr. David Tomlinson. David, welcome. How are you? Did you enjoy it last night? How was that for you? Um, I think it was quite near heart attack, uh, Ace, uh, Dave. Uh, I was up and out of my seat quite a few times uh, yesterday, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get round to some of the moments that uh, I got up and out of my seat. My wife uh, actually told me quite a few times to watch my heart. So <laughs> that was uh, that was a way. But at the end up, all was well. But see, watching the clock, the last 10 minutes, oh, you can't, and it's like a magnet, isn't it, that clock? You don't, you don't want to look at it, but you just keep looking at it. It's, it's just got a magnet. So that was it. But we got there, thankfully. Smashing. Hey, so from our man in the continent to our man inside the Arctic Circle, Bill, how, how's it going up there? 
Absolutely brand new, Dave. Very windy tonight. Um, I'm still sort of recovering from last night. It was about a late one. Uh, just absolutely fantastic, brilliant. Uh, you know, couldn't couldn't fault the team or the effort. And to a man, fantastic. Uh, I fear is that we may have been overshadowed this week though by uh, a tremendous result. Another team got in a dead rubber game at home to Feyenoord, which. Um, if you believe them, is the best result anybody's ever had in Europe, ever. But uh, I'm still proud of what we achieved. Well, I don't believe them, so can we just get <laughs> one nailed? <laughs> but listen, one other wee observation from last night's games, because I, I watched it in what's now TNT. I thought that was Dynamite or something, but apparently it's a TV channel now. So I did have a look at the Aberdeen and the Eintracht Frankfurt game. And the way what, what caught my eye because I, and I don't really know why was that when it panned to the the Eintracht Frankfurt away support, I think there was about two hundred of them, and then when we we got to the Rangers game, you know, and the Rangers support, which is inside the Benito Villa Marine Stadium in in, in Seville, that there has to have been thousands. You know, this I mean, the ticket allocation we got, I think, it was two and a half thousand. But clearly there was lots more Rangers fans in that stadium than the two and a half thousand tickets. Because you could see at the end when they when they were left pretty much on their own for the for the sash bash that uh, there was a lot more than two and a half thousand of them. <laughs> and that just for me just it was that, that a comparison with those two clubs because they were telling us last year that, you know, Eintracht Frankfurt, they're a big club, traditional club, great support. And I think that we uh, comparison last night just showed you who's the bigger club of those two. It was uh, the Rangers. The Rangers away fans last night were magnificent. I would have to say, absolutely superb. But getting straight on to it, you know, we're starting eleven, which uh, I think we were down to the bare bones. Uh, and I'll just run through it before getting your thoughts on it, Dave. So we had Butland, Tav, Goldson, Davis, and Borna as a back four. Lundstrom, Sifuentes, and Lammers as a midfield three, and McCausland, Dessers, and Seam up front. I mean, a, a straightforward four-three-three. Something you, you don't often see. But uh, what was your... I mean, we, I don't think we'd had many options last night. So for me, anyway, the team wasn't that, that surprising. What, what was your own thoughts? No, I think it was... Uh, I think it was a way that was... It had to go, really. There wasn't much... Uh, there wasn't much uh, other options, as you say. Maybe Sterling could have come in, but uh, right, right at the start. But, I mean, that was it. A, a lot of young boys just on the... On the bench uh, to to fill up the the places, I think so. No, it just uh, I, 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 it was what I thought it would be, to be honest with you. The other one was was whether he would start roof or Dessers from the beginning. He could have went with for roof, I suppose, but I, I thought with the just coming back from the injury and only having had a few minutes already, I thought he would go with Dessers. Well, what was your take on the team? I mean, I thought it was pretty much. Uh... I think we, we had so few options. We, we could, you, anyone could have named nine out of the eleven. I mean, as Dave says, I think there was a, a chance that uh, Sterling could have played in midfield. There was also a chance that Ruth been up front. But I think <clears throat> the team that he went with was probably the most obvious. Yeah, I think what you said is right. Nine out of the eleven, at least. Um, the some of the the questions for me, like you, I was sort of thinking, will it be Dessers or Ruth? But I was fairly confident he would play Dessers. I did wonder if we would maybe see Sterling in the midfield rather than Sifuentes, but that was fine and I thought Sifuentes was okay. Um, 
I was reluctant. I, I did have a feeling he would start Lammers, or I was almost certain he would start Lammers, and I wasn't really keen to see that. But who else were we going to play there, you know, with uh, Cantwell being unavailable, which was a real shame. So, no, no real surprises in the, the starting 11 for me. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I'm continually surprised that Lammers started because I think he could have had Sterling in there from, from the outset. But you would have to say, we, we went into this game knowing that the victory would, was, was the only result which would uh, which would guarantee us you know, winning the group. So, uh, <clears throat> as I said at the start, you know, my confidence was, wasn't was all it should have been. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But, I mean, we uh, we started off quite well. I mean, I, a, here's another wee observation. I, I just love Rangers playing in that all-blue strip in Europe. I don't know what it is. It just seems to. Uh, it just seems it's a, it's a European night when Rangers playing all blue. So <clears throat> I don't know, but <clears throat> we only had to wait ten minutes for the first goal, and uh, McCausland and Dessers both had a hand. I think Dessers probably inadvertently, but uh, <clears throat> Dave, how good was that when we uh, we managed to get the first one get off the mark with the first goal? Well, it all started off really with a, a bad kick out by the keeper, didn't it? And then Tavernier had a lovely header to McCausland. Yeah. That was that was a brilliant ball from from Tavernier to McCausland, and McCausland just keep kept running, running. The the, the Real player tried tried to get him, but he didn't. And then he put the ball into Dessers. <laughs> and now we're going to talk. Did Dessers mean to pass? Sima, or was it again sort of falling over his own feet, and the ball luckily went to to uh, to Sima? I think we'll do answers on a postcard to that one, Dave. Um, Sima done exactly what he done a few weeks ago, didn't he? he just took the ball off uh, off his off the off uh, Dessers' foot, really, and and wrapped it right into the net. Keeper, no chance. So brilliant goal at that time, and it was actually at a time that they were sort of a just getting a bit of a foothold in the game, and it knocked them. I think it knocked the, the, the out for about a minute, a minute and a half. But uh, no, a great goal, and uh, the move was absolutely brilliant. As I say, the header from Tavernier on to McCausland, the McCausland ball it went to, to was, was brilliant. Well, uh, my observation from that goal was that it, it wasn't unlike a goal that we scored recently, and I think it may have. Who was it against? The Ibrooks. Where Sima, it was Cantwell who kind of had yeah. kind of taken a, a couple of touches in the box and and ended up uh, almost colliding with Sima. But Sima just did what he did last night. Says right, I don't know what your intentions are, but mine's to score and just leathered it right in the bottom corner. I mean that you've got to get. I, I just the more I see this boy, the more I love him. And even with his defensive qualities last night, the guy is uh, he's a machine. He's a machine. I, I, I just love the guy to bits. But, um, I mean, that was uh, getting off to the, the start that we did. I think it kind of, I was hoping that we would have a bigger impact in them because they had obviously started quite lively. They were pinging the ball about. Uh, and But then we, we go ahead, take the leads, but they come straight back Dave, at us. Can I, can I say one thing in that? Mm -hmm. Just to, to see what Clement wants to do now is get Ross McCausland sat down and watch a, a, a film, a video film of Sima, yeah. because that's the way he should play. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I agree with you, Dave, yeah. But, Bill, I 
mean, what what was your take on the goal? Who's uh, how good is this boy, Seema? Oh, fantastic! It reminded me of actually a goal that Scott Arfield scored against uh, that other mob. I think it was in the Scottish Cup semi-final a couple of seasons ago at Hampden. Uh, the reason that goal that day is memorable for me, I was driving length of Scotland that day, actually. Um, and I ended up watching that game on my phone in the Tesco car park in Thurso. <laughs> and uh, I think Celtic went ahead. And then Arfield put in that goal and then we beat them in extra time. And I remember jumping about inside my car like a dafty. Uh, but I takes the ball off uh, Dessers' toe. I, I actually thought Dessers looked as if he was going to fall backwards uh, and, you know, clatter into the defender, but somehow manages to bungle it across to Sima. Uh, and, you know, Sima just like, leathers it into the net. It's a fantastic finish. Um, but, yeah, as, as you were then saying, you know, it's <laughs> Batiste, you, you think they're going to be rattled for a wee minute, but, by God, they, they came forward and, and really they, they got the goal and then really had to go at us as well after that. Well, just staying with yourself, I mean, our, our lead lasted four minutes, but I I think, I don't know whether it, it, it's true or not, but I think uh, they may have targeted, you know, our right-hand side because they everything seemed to be coming down to our side. I don't know whether <clears throat> that was a, a deliberate tactic on their behalf or it was just the way things fell for them. But they certainly, you know, they had a the one which uh, flashed across our goal, and then you know, only four minutes after we uh, have opened the scoring, they equalise. When you would have to say it was actually quite a nice goal, I and mean, that boy <clears throat> lasered it into into the bottom corner. Yeah, um, it was a fantastic goal, great piece of work, and some fantastic one-touch football. I think what's happened, McCausland has watch the ball instead of his man, just for a split second, and then kind of recover in time. And uh, there was a few instances, in, especially in the first half, I think, before Sterling came on, we'll talk about that later, I suppose, but there was a few instances of that last night when McCausland not picking up his man and not going with him. And you wonder how much, you know, Betis were actually targeting in the right-hand side. Uh, and I'm no sure the extent to which McCausland's instructions were Track your man. Seema was certainly doing it the other side, as, as Davey said. You know, it's, and I, it's one of the things I really like about Seema is that he does do all of that hard work in terms of tracking back. But I don't know to what extent the, the instruction McCausland got to track back. And there were a few folk during the during the match kind of thing um, on threads and stuff having a go at Tav. We're not picking up players at wide, but it's not really clear, and it never is. You know, we don't know what instructions the managers given the players. Was Tav expecting McCausland to pick a man up? Was McCausland expected to pick a man up? You, you don't really know, but certainly for their goal, I felt as if McCausland was following that boy and uh, has just, just turned away, just watched the ball for a split second. The boys made his run. McCausland kind of get back in time. You can't take anything away from that finish, though. Um, I mean, the no. three passes... And they absolutely cut us open and he rifles it into the bottom corner. Um, Butland was close to getting it, but it was just absolutely, almost unstoppable, I would say. Really fantastic finish. But it's just disappointing, you know. We've, we've seen us do that before, where we get a goal and we think, oh, this is going to be great. And then two, three minutes later, they score. And in that game last night, you know, um, they, they then went on 
to put us really under the cosh for about four or five minutes after their goal. Uh, absolutely, and and I think Dave's point is is absolutely a, a very valid one. Is that the McCausland could just watch Seema and show exactly what what can be done in terms of providing cover for your the fullback or on your side of the pitch because I think Seema's provided the the, the example which uh, McCausland should be following in terms of protecting the fullback because uh, he's just a uh, different gravy that Seema boy because he just mm. Lost causes going forward, the energy that he puts in it, and he'd be, you're beginning to tell I'm a, a bit of a fanboy of, of Seema. I think the boy is uh, an absolute star. It's quite apart from you know, not apart from the goals that he scores. And, but but anyway, we get to 20 minutes, Dave, and things you thought you'd never see when uh, Sifuentes pings it, you know, down the, our, our left hand side uh, into the path of one Cyril Dessers. And uh, he proves me wrong again. So, what was your take on that? Was I think uh, was it Derek McInnes last night says it was it was a touch, but touch of Archie Gamble in this goal. Yeah, that's 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 right. <laughs> again, it was a, a throw in to us. I think Barisic took the throw in, threw it to to Sifuentes. and Sifuentes actually started into the middle of the park, and then sort of a reverse the ball down the line. Uh, to Dessers and, uh, and, and in fact no I think Dessers Dessers head, headed the ball to to uh, Sifuentes Sifuentes yeah and uh, and, and then uh, he, he obviously kept running down the line and Sifuentes sent him the ball back out again and he moved in and you think well what's he going to do here is there MD in the middle there's a, and well, I'm looking for who's in the middle and thought Oh, not many in the middle, so what's he going to do here? And then he, he sort of just sidesteps it to the side. And the two players, I think, got in each other's road. And uh, one of them fell down. And he just sort of a danced around them. And you're thinking, OK, he's missed about 40 since he's come to Rangers like this. What's he going to do now? And then he just nicely puts the ball down. I mean, I think he meant to put the ball through his legs. I don't think that was... That was per chance. I think that was really meant to, to happen. And the ball went into into the net. And, uh, yeah, again, so all the drinks, I think, went up in the air. And uh, <laughs> we just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't start believing here. What, what the heck's happening here? And uh, well, somebody, I've seen, seen in a comment somewhere, David, who the heck's wearing his or strip? <laughs> <laughs> Phone the police. There's an imposter on the bridge. <laughs> no, listen, I thought that the, the when he cut in, he chopped inside and he didn't take it with his left. He just readjusted to, to be able to play it with his right. And he had, he had the time and the composure to do that. And as you say, you know, if, if just uh, play it low under the keeper and uh, it, it went across the line, obviously took a wee deflection off the keeper, which uh, diverted it slightly. But it, I thought it was a very uh, calm finish. In fact, it's so calm that I'm, as you say, I think maybe there was an imposter on the pitch. We need to do a, a blood test or something to make sure this is the same guy because uh, I wasn't expecting that. But I, that, I was off the seat at that point. That was uh, the decibels were certainly up in my living room. It was uh, fantastic to see. I mean, Bill, I mean, is, is 
are we just being too hard on Cyril Dessers? Is, is there a player in there we just need to be a bit more patient? I think there probably is a player in there. I think uh, it's really difficult. I mean, three or four weeks ago uh, on one of the Sunday night shows, you described Cyril Dessers as a lump of wind. And I nodded my head in agreement with you. Uh, that's probably a bit harsh, let's let's be honest. Um, is he the answer for Rangers? I'm still no sure. But, you know, he has he has shown some quality. And actually, in terms of his numbers, he's got two goals and two assists in the last three games. He's got seven goals, I think, this season, which is not a bad return, especially as a lot of his recent appearances have been off the bench. Um, you know, so you can downplay that. I think that is a good return. Um, but I mean, that last night, that was, that was just sensational. And, you know, taking the ball for a run, chopping back, sending the defender onto his arse, and the defender just sits there as this is nutmegs the keeper. And you can actually see that he means to nutmeg the keeper. That's that's the beauty of it, you know. It's just unbelievable. Um, so, I, I just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I think there is a player in there. I just I don't know that he is suited to Rangers and the style of play of Rangers and the way of playing in the Scottish League and all of that. Uh, time will maybe tell, I don't know, during December, I mean, the number nine jersey, so to speak, is his now, so, you know, Danilo's going to be out for several months and I don't think Ruth is, Ruth is nearly fit enough yet to be in a sort of starting berth every week and even if he is right now, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Kamar Ruth. So I, th- I think at least the next month and that's still a good number of games. I think it's, it's going to be Dessers up top. So it's up to him to show what he can do. If he can, you know, bang in a few goals and actually start to look the part, then, yeah, I, I think, you know, he's, he's, he probably can cut it at Rangers, but time will tell. And uh, I just, it was bizarre last night, you know, nobody, I don't think any of us expected that. And like in our group chat, I think somebody was on about, you know, I'm hallucinating it feels like I've taken a bad AK or something like that because you just couldn't believe what was happening in the, the melee of that game 18 minutes in it had been totally empty end and we were 2-1 up and Cyril Dessers had scored one of the goals of the season in my opinion uh, it was just totally unbelievable totally out of the blue but you know so so grateful to the guy and so pleased for him to have got that goal last night yeah, I think when he collected the ball, he was still some way from goal. And, you know, and only yards from the touchline, you know, so the, when Sif Wentis passed it through to him, he had a lot to do. And uh, it never, and I, I mean, keep believing, keep believing. I, I, I need to uh, just keep reminding myself of that one because when I, I, the least, I didn't expect him to, I mean, I thought he'd have played it somewhere, you know, but he just, as you say, cut and took the two defenders on. The wee chop inside, and as you say, put him in the defender on its arse. He collided with someone else, and now he's cleaning in goal. And he had the composure just to slide it under the goal. I was like, that was a, I think, I don't know, it was a delight or surprise, which when I let out the scream, <laughs> but it was fantastic. Dave, come back to you. 17 minutes, we held the lead this time, which was an improvement on four. But uh, I, once again, you know, that their Cisco, that boy that they had from Real Madrid, I, I think we, we had two chances to, Sifuentes uh, knocks us into the air, which I thought was just like a rash touch. But the ball gets knocked forward. Ben Davis tries to chase it down, gets robbed of the ball. They're clean through the centre of it. 
Guy passes it to the left, and and this was a finish, by the way, because that was that was inches inside the post. He couldn't have placed it better than that. If he went went over and put it in with his hands, it was a such a cranking finishing because Jack Butland had a right good go at it, but it curled right in. I mean, at that point, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ! Just get to half time, thirty seven minutes, it were back to two each, and this game's just getting crazier by the moment. I mean, did you did you think uh, Davis and Tav had some you know, question marks over them for for that goal? Well, actually, it all started that we should have been a foul, and the ball broke, and the referee waved advantage, and it probably ended up to a disadvantage because the ball the ball broke, and Sifuentes, uh, I think he put, he put it up high in the air. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that was about, but uh, it was a very, very strange way to hit the ball. And, and, and anyway, and then Davies made the wrong decision, didn't he? Uh, Davies should have should have headed the ball away as far as he could. That's all. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Clear your lines. And, mm. But he decided to take it in his chest. Unfortunately, the ball got away from him, and they picked it up. That and I, I, I was watching another pod to guess today, afternoon, and they said that a Rangers player. I won't go into that yet. A Rangers player was man of the match. No, that 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 number twenty two for. Uh, it was the best player in the park. So that they that's the way they said it. That number twenty two was the best player in the park. He was absolutely brilliant. He, he just. The whole game, it, it, it just the, the 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 pace of it and the, what what they were doing, uh, a fantastic player. But we weathered that storm. We, I think we actually got on top of him a wee bit in this second half. But I suppose we'll be going on to that. Um, yeah. Dave, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm coming in there. I think you're right. I think he started to look a wee bit leggy, and we robbed him a couple of times. Uh, Dujon yeah. Sterling, you know, what couple of fifty fifty challenges and took the ball off him. So he's he's definitely in my in my eyes started mm-hmm. to fade out of it a wee touch. He just didn't have the yeah. the energy to to get his bout as as he was in the first half because as you said he was looking uh, quite a player at that point, pinging it about, retaining possession. He just uh, looked a cut above, and but I think he started to drift out of it, and he was a uh, he looked quite feel he was feeling quite sorry for himself when you know when the pictures at the end when he, we had just beaten three two and he's really like, it's the conference league for me. You know, I went back to Real Madrid. What's this conference league all about? <laughs> so well, no, but I think you're right. It was a. Uh, well, but I well, think it did. In terms of the goal, though, do you think you know for Tav not getting closer to his man there would be? Does he take any blame for that? I don't know why he was so tight. I think he's seen the player. The, the, there was there was a player sitting a sort of an offside position. And I think he got drawn to him, and sort of I forgot that he he, he was leaving a, a really really big area. I mean, and, and on match of the day and all that, you see them drawing a square where uh, where players run into, and you know, there was there was just a massive square where where that that but the boy that scored was standing. There was just nobody near him, and as you say, what a beautiful goal! I was sorry, first time as well. It didn't even take a touch. Just right into the corner of the net. It was absolutely brilliant. A lot of players would have would have watered that over the bar, Dave, you know, it's uh it's uh yeah. 
perfection. Yeah. I think we shot from behind the goal showed you just how accurately right. he placed that because it was yeah. I think it just bumped the inside of the post. He couldn't have placed any better than that. It was a, it was a superb finish. Jack Butland had absolutely no chance for that. But uh, two each at half time and uh, all to play for the second half. You're thinking, God, you know, if only they could have held out. And, but uh, the second half, I think, Bill, coming back to you, I think we uh, we didn't start the second half brilliantly. I think we they had come out with a wee uh, renewed purpose and we were kind of riding our luck. And it was it was becoming a... I think that the air in my room was certainly was was getting a, certainly a bit colourful. The, the language was getting colourful. The air was getting but well, we saw out. I I I remember during the second half last night being, you know, real panic stations uh, for probably the majority of the second half up until we got the goal. But actually, I watched a lot of the second half back earlier on today, and. I don't think it certainly wasn't as bad as the, the short spell in the first half where they really had us under the coach. You know, in the second half, they did create some good opportunities. Um, and, you know, they obviously they got the, the handball goal. But, you know, I, I think that spell in the first half was actually, they were a lot more dominant. It only lasted a few minutes because we then got the second goal. But, yeah, it wasn't like they were, we were completely under the coach in the second half. You know, we were... What was really frustrating, though, was that we were bringing a lot on ourselves. There was, I suppose we'll talk about Sam Lammers before the end of the show tonight, but there was a couple of occasions where, you know, Batiste were coming forward, pressing us, um, and we got the break of the ball in our box, played it forward. It came to Lammers, and rather than getting it up to Dessers or, you know, even just clearing it up into Batiste's half, he, he gave the ball to one of their players, and they were back on us again, you know, and that, that was really frustrating. There was just that element of inviting the pressure on ourselves. Um, so I I think, though, after we got the goal, which we'll talk about, um, you know, I, I don't think we were in any danger after the third goal. I, I don't remember really being at panic stations after that goal went in. I was just really waiting for the game to finish. <laughs> praying for the game to finish. I mean, I've, you've just reminded me, you know, the, the first half, the wee flurry where they, they did, you know, it was uh, about four or five minutes when they just bombarded us and the boy rattled the underside of the bar. I was yeah. thinking, oh God, if we, can get, if we can get out of here, you know, and keep it down to single figures, I'll, I'll, I'll never be naughty again. <laughs> doing, doing a deal with the devil. But we, uh, anyway, in the second half, 65 minutes, Dave, we uh, had a couple of substitutions. We had uh, Matondo coming off for McCausland and Dessers making way for one Kemar Roof. Who he, I say, who he? He'd probably have to, I'd have to check his number and check the team sheet to see who this guy is. But apparently it was Kemar Roof and he came on. And uh, what a finish. What what a cameo that was. I mean, he was kind of chasing himself. Might even manage to get himself booked. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't want Kemar Roof to tackle anyone because, well, first of all, you'll get a sale boot. And worse than that, he'll get another injury. <laughs> like, Kemar, don't go near anyone. Just stay away from them. But the, we kept plugging away. We, we, we weathered the storm. And then, and then towards the end of the game, as, as they st- their domination of the game started to uh, fade, we, it was then became, you know, a bit of ping pong because both teams need a win here. And but uh, we get the corner, and 
I must admit that I was absolutely delighted. I was off the seat at this point when uh, I, get, I mean, when that ball comes into the box, four touches, Rangers players get, get all four of them before a, a, a Real Betis player touches the ball. I mean, which I thought, you know, that's that's the attitude that if Philip Clements installed that into them, then he's done some job so far. What was your take on this one, Dave? It was, it was actually Rangers-esque, wasn't it? The goal, except it's normally the other way about, that we don't get a touch. Uh, the other team is about four touches before they put it in the air net. But when, when Roof came on, I was I was expecting one of these massage tables to be stuck to his back. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I was sort of looking, is it, did he just come off the massage table or is he, what's happening here? But, uh, no, he came on and, and he was actually very, very mobile. I think he was he was putting himself about trying to get into tackles and uh, and won a few balls as well. But I think the big thing with the goal was Davies and that number twenty two is it Isco or something? I think you call him. And he uh, Davies actually tackled him and took the ball off him. And there was uh, another player coming in, and he knew he was going to get walloped, but he just went in and, and won the ball. And then eventually, as you say, went out for a for a corner. And what do you think when when Connor Golson's got the ball? You just think he's going to batter that right across the front of the goal. But he doesn't. He, he, he picked out Matondo, which was was totally surprising to me. And then Matondo, I don't know what happened, whether he slipped or but it fell on his backside. But he totally miskicked the ball. It hit one of their defenders. So they did touch it, Dave. They did touch it. Hit one of the defenders and went went to roof. And Roof uh, swivelled right round, sort of a, a Michael Moles turn, and uh, and whacked it into the net. And uh, oh, the keeper had no chance. And, and it wasn't only did he whack it, but he, he sort of hit it into the ground as well at the same time. And uh, now the keeper had virtually no chance. And then uh, again, all the drinks went up in the air, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was certainly up in the air, I can assure you that. Bill, I mean, Kemar yeah, Roof, what is this guy all about? Because if we could keep this guy fit, that I thought his finish was excellent. He anticipating the the break of the ball and having the you know the wherewithal to swivel and just drive the ball across the line. And I, I must admit, and he's he's we uh, dance away from it, you know, as if you know, hey, oh, nothing to it, lads, you know. And I'm I'm thinking, Kemar, you're the most frustrated. I mean, I love him and I hate him because you know when he moments like this. But you hate him, you know, because he's he's so injury prone, and and we could get if we could get so more out of this guy, because the quality is there. That's the most frustrating thing. The quality is you could see from that finish, anticipating, you know, the ball breaking to him, back to goal, swivels round, Kemar does what Kemar, and it's just a, a quality finish, a just just a pure striker's goal. And McCoy was on the panel with, with the TNT, and that is just that's a, it's a classic Alan McCoy goal, isn't it? Just anticipating where the ball will land, and just knocking it over the line, and <clears throat> so fantastic. I mean, Kemar Roof, would, uh, does he feature on Sunday, Kemar? Uh, well, aye, it's a fantastic goal, and what he actually does is swivels fully 180 degrees to put that ball in the net because he's, you know, he's facing away for goal when the ball breaks to him, um, and just the, the turn, shoot, and just one one fluid movement. Um, it's that natural striker's instinct, and like you say, David, you know the, the quality's there. Way we, we roof, it really is. He's he's got everything in his locker. Um, 
in terms of playing that centre forward position. So it's so frustrating that we can't keep him fit. Do you know the worst thing about it, right? See the corner is we 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 got we won the corner, um, and I think Barisic it was over to take it. And I sat in my chair muttering to myself, going, "Oh, we never bloody score for corners." Because I kind of remember the last time we scored for a corner. I honestly can't think of one that was recent. And then, See, what what really? Goes... Oh, right enough. I do it either. Well, I take it back. Um, but we don't do it that often. But when it, when it actually came in, what struck me is that I think it's Davies jumps and wins it in the air, possibly. Um, but it comes down and Goldson, as, as Davy was saying, Goldson's away on the edge of the six-yard box and picks the ball up. But if you look at what actually happened, East Coast starts off marking Goldson. But I think they're playing this zonal marking and Goldson just gets away. And you watch it in the post-match analysis, you see just how far Goldson gets away from the man that's supposed to be marking him uh, and actually gets out there. And like Davy said, you know, just the, the composure to sort of send that back across the goal rather than just blasting at it or whatever. I, I think credit to Connor Goldson, you know, uh, for, for putting that back in. Matondo should probably do better, but yeah, you know, you can't take it into the roof. Does roof start on Saturday uh, or is it Sunday? Rather, probably not. No, I I think it'll be. Besser started last night. Did well, played all right, you know. Got the goal. Did a couple of other nice things. I think it's his to lose that jersey. I think roof will probably come off the bench at some stage, especially if we are needing a goal. But I do think it will be Dessers from the start. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think, Dave, what's Big Phil saying there, the defender on the post didn't push out. I think that was an important part of that goal as well because it kept Roof on side. Because Roof was, was about a few metres from the... The, the goal line all the time, virtually, in that whole move. And uh, that that guy is, uh, is staying in the goal line. That, that really helped us. Yeah. I, I, that crossed my mind. See, when the ball got, he, he put the ball over the line, I was thinking, is he offside? Because clearly he was quite close to the goal line. But uh, no, they didn't appeal for it. And uh, so as he runs away, I'm, that, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a dance through in the living room at this moment, you know, <laughs> because there's now only 12 minutes to go. But then it quite quickly dawns on me 
there's 12 minutes to go. And <laughs> oh, here we go. And I must admit that the last 10 minutes was absolute torture. And what, what I did do was, I so the 12 minutes being gone, hallelujah, praise the Lord, we get over the line. I actually rewound it to Rangers' third goal and watched, before I watched any of the, the kind of post-match comments, I watched the last 12 minutes again. And and I'm, and I'm while I'm pacing the floor like a caged tiger, of course, and then when I watch it again, I'm thinking, what's the problem here, you know? But 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 when it was live, you know, I'm uh, I'm sweating buckets here. <laughs> As you see, watching the clock, I'm willing it to go faster. But we uh, we eventually got there. Hey, what a win that was, though. And and <clears throat> it serves me right for Downton Rangers. And and my comment, my my thoughts at the end of the match were, where did that come from? And I, I've got to give a big a big shout out to Philip Clamon because. I don't know what he tells them or, or what he's telling them in training and in terms of, you know, just believing. Because I think, you know, there, there are range... We've recently put in performance so as we would have... When they equalised the first time, we might have collapsed. When you equalised the second time, we might have collapsed. But we went on and got the third and then saw out the last, you know, well, 12 minutes plus, I think it ended up five or six. So it was about 18 minutes, you know, we ended up playing after we'd scored... And uh, when I watched it back, we didn't really seem in any danger. So, I mean, it just seemed a lot more hectic while it was live. And I don't know the outcome, but when I watched it back, knowing the outcome, <laughs> which I suppose it immediately takes the pressure off you. But uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't too bad. I thought we were actually quite comfortable. Except when Rabi Mutondo got the ball up and, and then he elected to shoot rather than run the ball to the corner. Right. We were now into time added on at that point. I must admit, I let it go at that point. He's rapid. He got an absolute fucking mouthful. So, but that was just, I think I'm putting that down to nerves on my part. But Bill, I mean, we, we've seen lots of Rangers uh, results in Europe, which, you know, cracking. I mean, only a couple of years ago, we saw some of, some of our finest. Where does last night stand with that? Because uh, I was uh, I was proud of them last night. I, it's up there, Dave. Um, you know, think about Dortmund away 4-2. Think about Leipzig. I mean, that, that was just phenomenal. But I, I, last night is definitely up there. You know, you think about those games and like when we were over in Dortmund, we had, I think, all were our, our first team, basically. You know, we had Morelos, we had Kent. Last night, we were really doing the bare bones, you know. Like the whole second half, we played a right-back in centre midfield. And he's, he's only ever played in centre midfield for half a game before. We played our second-choice striker that you and I had both agreed three weeks ago was just a lump of wind. We we then brought on, during the second half, the other striker who's played about five games in three years due to injury. You know, phenomenal. Like, to manage to dig in and get that result. And you know what? Yeah, we rode our luck at times. Uh, there's yeah. no doubt in that. But we dug in and the mentality got us over the line. Um, I, I don't know if anybody uh, on the show or any of you folks in the chat would have seen the alternative commentary yet. The, this guy, I don't know who does it, but somebody does alternative commentary on the Rangers highlights now when we play in Europe. Uh, and it's somebody writes the script, but it's a computer-generated voice. But um, he was saying things like, you know, 
the 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 Batiste player has scored with his hand, and we all know that an outfield player can't handle the ball in the box unless his last name's Goldson and his first name's Big Connor. So all this, uh, and you know that that shot uh, where the boy for twenty yards strikes it and it rattles the bar, and he's saying uh, this boy has a shot on goal, but Jack Butland's aura makes it deflect up onto the bar. Things like that, and sometimes you know that the point is you make your own luck. Like see, we, yeah. we you know we you just you go for it, and it was a great game. It was two teams going toe to toe, two real good teams. Um, both a bit suspect at the back at times. Both looked good going forward. They they they, they were a very good team. They looked excellent going forward. You know, yeah. cut us open at will a few times. Um, but it was a thoroughly enjoyable game of football. If you were in neutral, I would imagine. Not so for me. My my blood pressure would have been through the roof. I hadn't. Uh, but see what you were saying, Dave, about you know watching the last ten or twelve minutes back. That that's what I said to you earlier. The the second half. You know, after we get the goal, I don't really think we were in very much danger. Uh, like you, I was screaming at the telly towards the end when Matondo and then later Sima uh, didn't bring the ball down at the corner. But I just I don't think they looked like scoring again after we got the third goal. And, you know, I, I think that killed their nerve, possibly. That killed their bottle. And I'm just I'm thankful we had the bottle to get through it and see it out to the end. Yeah, I'm Dave. Uh, if I can, can I come in for a second there? I, yeah, I, 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 that, that, this was a really big game and really good, but I think Dortmund are a class better than this team, and I think that was a far big, bigger result. This, this uh, nerves. This might have been bigger, but I think that Dortmund was a far bigger skull than uh, than this team were. Don't know, well, Dave. Like, Dave, this team, this team just. Um, this team's undefeated at home this season. They drew one yeah, each with Real Madrid at the weekend. We're talking about a few games, Bill. Dortmund have been champions league. Yeah, they've got a bigger pedigree. I don't know about that Dortmund team on the night being better than the Batiste team on the night last night. But uh, I, I don't know that it's necessarily about the opposition. It's about the significance of the result when you consider that most of our team was missing. 14, I think, first-team players are out due to injury or whatever. So, you know, like 14 guys that would normally have started or at least been on the bench, we didn't have them available. Uh, you know, you look at the bench that we had last night, it was basically, you know, half of our B team. So that that's why I'm saying that the result ranks right up there. Um, I think you could probably debate the Dortmund point about whether or not they were a better team, but it's, it's more just about the significance and Maybe how unexpected the result was as well. When we, when we were in that group, when we were in that group, we were named in the group. Everybody was saying, "Oh, we've got a chance of beating Betis." There was absolutely nobody saying we had a chance of beating Dortmund uh, back back at that time. So, yeah, I, I just think. I mean, I'm not taking away from last night. I think it was a great result. But I just don't think it ranks up there with uh, with putting Dortmund out. David, I'm going to have to disagree with you for two reasons. Because the Dortmund game was the first leg of a two-leg match. And when that game finished, they were still confident they would go to Ibrox and overturn that, which they ended up not doing. But last night was an absolute must-win game. This was the... we were, And as Bill says, we were down to the bare bones in terms of that performance. I think it was the attitude of our players. I think someone's just mentioned in the comments that this was the last game in, in the group section. There was 
there was no recovery from this had it not gone to plan. So for that reason, I th and, and the uh, the squad that we had at our disposal, the, no the number of injuries that we had, as Bill said, that uh, the attitude of the players last night was was absolutely fantastic. I think there was more and on the game. Dave, further bad news for you. I thought John Lundstrom was immense last night. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Probably the best game I've seen John Lundstrom play last night for me. He was superb. So that the for me means I'm not saying it's a bigger result than Dortmund. I'm just saying that that's that's got to be up there. It's in the, it's in the same bracket as as that result because they uh, they certainly uh, put my gas up beat because I was going in there last night thinking you know this is this is a tall order you know with the squad that we've got the team that we're putting out you know the manager's only in the door less than two months what are our chances? I mean the wee glimmer of hope was that we we did beat them at Ibrox but you're thinking. You know, you look at some of our results, you know, like Sparta Prague and that Aris Limassol mob. I mean, someone explained that to me. I just, I'm lost for words. Yeah. But uh, we dug it out. They needed to win. They went there and they won it. And it was the first time we're beating a Sp Spanish opposition in the rain midden. So for those reasons, I'm going with it's up there. <clears throat> what do you think? Uh, you, can always, you, you can also put a, a call in for beating PSV and Eindhoven. 1-0. Yeah. Or, or even the, the, the original with Bobby Russell, the 3-2, beating them 3-2 in Eindhoven. They'd never been beaten in Eindhoven. I mean, Rangers have had a lot of big big games, Dave. That, that's, I mean, this this was fresh. It's, the, the, your nerves were absolutely hanging in a, a, a coat, a hook, that's for sure. Um, but, I mean, I remember the, 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 end, the end of the PSV game two years ago when we, when we won 1-0. I remember I, I was in the stadium and there was a, there was one of these big big TV screens right quite near us and you just watched the seconds ticking away, Dave. You know, you and it, it absolutely took ages and ages and ages for the final whistle. And you don't want to look at that blooming clock, but you you just keep looking up at it and, and then you think there's about you think there's about five yeah you think there's about five minutes gone past and you look and there's about fifteen seconds gone past. You know, so. No, it, it, it was a great game, but I think I think we've had the um, bigger games really. I, I would I would class PSV as a club higher than higher than this as well, higher than Betis as well. Guys, can we just um, pause pause for a second to say thank you to Cami who has gifted ten memberships to the Gallant View Rangers podcast to other YouTube viewers. That's really really kind with Cami. So. Let's just say thank you very much for that. Smashing, Cammy. Well done, mate. One of the people, <laughs> as, as we all are. Dave and Bill, just a quick question of both of you. Who was your player of the match last night? For, for us, I mean, I'm not too bothered about them. Who was, who was the best Rangers player on the pitch? Best Rangers player on the pitch? Well, Dave, you, you just mentioned the bad news for me. John Lundstrom. <laughs> John Lundstrom was, uh, was, 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 was brilliant. He covered every bit of ground. He, made, he did make a few mistakes. He, it wasn't perfect, but uh, he was, uh, no, he, 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 was, he was the best player in the park. The best Rangers player in the park. I've already said he's, he's that, that number 22, Isker, or whatever you call him, he was the best player in the park. Um, no, listen, see if Lundstrom played like that every week for the last four years, I wouldn't have a problem with Lundstrom. 
he hasn't played like that, and that that that's where that's where I'm going. If, if Lundstrom plays like that for the rest of the season, I don't know whether I want to make a new contract or not. That that we need to see that, and I certainly wouldn't want to give him a four-year contract. That's for sure. But as you say, his wages, he's on a high, really high wage, and yeah, he's let us down so badly for a lot of times. And I would hope, for, I would hope for better. To be honest with you, I would hope for an upgrade in Lundstrom. Right. Okay. Bill, who was, who was your player in the match last night? I think last night I was saying Lundstrom, but I'm torn between him and Sima. To be honest, I think they both played really well. Uh, and to be honest, like the, all, all of them to a man, with the, the possible exception of young Mr. Lammers, uh, I think all of them were, were just absolutely excellent last night. A uh, few mistakes from many of the players, but they, they, they more than gave it their all for me. Uh, if you're forcing me to pick one, I'm probably going to just say Seema edges it because he got the goal as well. Um, you know, when you look at his, his defensive side of the game, he, he just carried that out really well too. So Seema for me, I think. Just, just uh, one thing in Lammers, I mean, Dave. Just one thing in Lammers. See that. See the the the. We talked about the Matondo moment when he he had a shot from thirty five forty yards when when he should have taken it in the corner. Lammers done the exact same. I didn't shoot shoot with the goal, but mm-hmm. he lost the ball in a stupid area. But turning back, he would have just kept going forward. He would have probably okay, but he turned back and tried to put the ball backwards, and and lost the ball. And <laughs> I was I was up in arms there as well. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see. I Sam Lammers, I just don't see what Sam what yeah. contribution he makes. To be honest, I mean, it's almost like I, I, I don't want to use the term, but I'm going to use it. It's, it's like an empty jersey. You're just you're not getting any of the contribution is zero. You know, he gave the ball away. I mean, there's a couple of you moments he's passed on, but I just don't think we get we get anything out of Sam Lammers. He's He's vanilla. He's just instantly. He's not vanilla when he's giving the ball away. Then he's he's something else. But which I'll I'll send you the words that I used later. But uh, I just don't get it with Sam Lammers. But big Bill, big Phil's sticking by him. I mean, I suppose we are down to the bare bones. Yeah. But I, I think BBC last uh, last night had Dujon Sterling as as uh, their player of the match, despite only coming on in the second half. And you can see, uh, you know, I. I as Bill said, you know, this guy's playing in, in midfield, you know, for probably what only the second time, second or third time. And and, and he's putting in a performance, you know, we're we're yeah. going to bet us to beat them for our first ever away win in Spain. You know, because obviously we won the Cup on a Cup, but that was a neutral match. This is our first ever away win in Spain. And uh, I thought but Sterling looks apart. I would be surprised if if well I think he probably now has to play in that. Uh, it looks like Sifuentes may have some sort of muscle issue, so I don't know how bad that is, but it looks like Sterling's going to play, but I, I don't think uh, that gives me any concern whatsoever, because I thought uh, well, Dujon Sterling looks looks a good player. Dave, mind uh, well, Sifuentes is, is, yeah, is suspended for the cup game against Aberdeen after having picked up the red card. So I, I think it's Sterling probably regardless. Uh, but I, I like John Sterling. I think he really looks a player. A couple of people or somebody in the comments earlier 
said something along the lines that he's bassy, Mark II. Uh, you know, and that, that might well be right because the boy is, is a, a natural athlete. You know, he's big, he's strong. I think he's got a bit of pace about him. But there was a lot of talk about Sterling. You know, he, he really he is a fullback, and there was a lot of talk to him about, oh, he's not that good going forward. But I, I actually thought there was a game that came off the bench to replace Tavernier. I thought it looked brilliant going forward. And then, you know, the couple of times since then, we've seen him in midfield when he has tried to go forward. He's good on the ball. He's, he can pick a pass, you know. Um, I, I think he's going to be really good. There's a hope that he, he gets more game time. And it's difficult when he plays the same position that your captain plays. And I'm not saying Tav's undroppable or anything like that, but I certainly I don't see Tav being dropped or missing very many games. So it would be difficult for Sterling to get in in his natural position. But I do hope that we manage to see him a bit more because he's a really exciting player to me. Can I say something controversial? I think he's far better than Bassey. I think he's a far, be- far better footballer than Bassey. I think he'll, he'll, he'll come far higher than Bassey will. David, that, that's not controversial. That's very encouraging. I sincerely hope you're correct. Uh, but I, you can see there's a player in there. So I think we would. Uh, I'm looking forward to this guy getting a wee run out. You know, in our team to see what this boy's made of. We were certainly going to see him on Sunday because I think we've got no one else. I mean, we're hoping to see uh, Todd Cantwell back on Sunday. But I don't know where we are with that wee issue. But uh, moving on to Sunday, obviously we've gone from uh, one huge game. And Dave, you, you and I were on the the Daily News show on Tuesday, Wednesday, and I, I don't know which day it was we mentioned it, but I probably nailed my colours to the mast at that point, saying we would love to win on Thursday but we absolutely must win on Sunday. So I, I'm hoping that the, the devil hasn't taken me up in that deal so that, that we uh, will actually win both games. But Sunday is massive for us. I mean, we'll get this uh, a trophy at stake here. I think it would just be, it would just be send a, a, a rush of confidence to this team if we could follow up Thursday's result with a win on Sunday and Philip come on, you know, putting so much credit in the bank. I think uh, we could, with the January, January transfer window looming, give us a chance to reset before we go back to the Europa League in March. Hopefully, we, you know, with the, you know, Philip Clement having worked his magic, because I've seen someone post that Philip Clement says he doesn't have a magic wand, but I don't believe him. He does a magic wand, yeah. so I'm hoping he does have a magic wand, and I'm hoping he's going to be waving that magic wand during January and February so that when we get back to the Europa League in March with our new signings, that we'll be a, we'll be a horse of a different colour by the time we get back to the Europa League. Because going through last night with the absolute bare bones of a squad, you know, drafting in guys who have played midfield less than two games in his life and, and, and relying on the second half, I think it augurs well. What it does send out, though, I'm, I'm going on and on here, but it's the team spirit. And he mentioned it in his post-match co- uh, press conference that he was complimentary of the guys playing for one another, digging deep, and uh, it was absolute joy to see. And when when I, I, I did eventually watch the, the game again, uh, and with a big smile on my face, just with, because obviously I now know the result. But just thinking about Philip Clemence, you know, 
comments about the team and, and, and how he was delighted with them just by the commitment that he showed to the task. And hey, hey, presto, we got rewarded. So, I mean, that's enough from me. Dave, Sunday, what's, uh, what are your expectations for this? I think the, the one thing, Dave, that we have I've sort of, a, uh, I was going to say Warburton there, <laughs> has brought in. That was because I was thinking of Warburton's hat. Can we not, can we not change that to Clemon's uh, magic wand uh, <laughs> that, he, that he's supposed <laughs> to have? I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, oh no. I was thinking that the Wizard of Oz actually, when, because one of the things he's gave us, Dave, that I think is bravery. I think we're far more brave now than than we were before. But under Beal, we, we we're not frightened to pass the ball forward now. We they're not frightened to hold the ball now. Unfortunately, Davies yesterday was a bit too with the with the chest and the ball down and and. But um, I think that's the big word. We we're just not. You just went under Beal. You just looked, they looked like they were frightened that the ball would come to them, and that's just totally away now. That's just the uh, they, they've just. Yeah, got courage from somewhere. As I say, the, the Wizard of the Voice, if I only had a heart, and that's where they found that heart. So, but to, to go on to Aberdeen, as you say, it's a, it's a must win game. Um, we've got the photographer uh, organised, Dave, for for Monday morning to take your photo with the, with the cup. So, we've got that. But then I've seen that Aberdeen have got, the, got a full bus, Dave, kitted out <laughs> with, with the League Cup winners. You want to say yeah, something, sorry? I think that, that just wipes off all that stuff on the bus, though. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the metal, metal magnet things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a couple of ma those magic cloths and just wipe that off. Not half an hour will sort the bus. Bill, what do you, what's your <laughs> looking for Sunday? What's your expectation on Sunday? Tell me, we've got to turn them over, haven't we? Yeah, we, we will. We've got to turn them over. Um, Surprisingly, Robson changed, I think, about eight of their players and they got the win against Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, but, you know, that is a good result for them, even in the context of it being essentially a dead robber. It's a good win for them, you know. Eintracht Frankfurt are a good team. We saw that a couple of seasons ago. Uh, so they'll go into this with some confidence, I think, especially after... You know, they've had a couple of decent results against us this season. But I think Clermont has been there long enough now. He's watched, he's obviously seen the the defeat to Aberdeen that was Beale's last game. Clermont will have watched that back. He'll have watched us drawing with him at Pataudry. He'll be pissed off about that. And he's not going to accept anything less than a win at the weekend. And sometimes I look at Philip Clermont when he's like talking to the press or something like that, and he's just got this fucking stare, you know, it's like the eyes go right, they, they penetrate, they go right through you. And I wouldn't like to be on the, the receiving end of that. And I can imagine he pulls no punches whatsoever. I think he would have gone through those players with a bunch of salts after that game up at Pataudry. Uh I am anticipating, you know, God, God help them if we don't win uh, this on yeah. Sunday, because... Um, you know, whatever they got off Clermont after the Tawdry result will be much, much worse if we don't win this cup on Sunday. Um, on a, a personal note, obviously, like we've we've not won the league cup in so long. I'm really desperate to see us win it, and I imagine most other bears are the same. Uh, 
So if you're pushing us for a prediction for the game, Dave, I'm yeah. going to say 3-1 to Rangers. And I will also just say that uh, in our group chat last night, before the game against Betis, Colin called 3-1 and I, I put on, no, it's going to be 3-2. And by fact, I wish I put a tenor on that because it's, it's not very often I predict the right score. And the one time I did predict the right score, I didn't have any money on it. Um, but yes, 3-1, I think, to Rangers on Sunday. We'll parade the cup uh, and then we'll go on, win the next few games and then beat the filth in their own backyard on December the 30th as well for good measure. There you go. How's that for our festive confidence? I am loving your confidence, Bill. Just uh, absolutely delighted to hear it. Well done. And uh, I hope you're uh, on a run, something of a run in your predictions because <laughs> I'll, three will take that all day. Dave, Sunday, how's this going for us? What's your prediction? I'm going to go for 4 0. I think I think we're 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 due them a hammer and I think it'll come. We're 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 right in the goals at the moment. And I think we'll we'll, we'll probably start off with a penalty, Dave, you know, that's that that'll get us going. Penalty to Rangers and uh Big Tower will, will, will step up. Uh they've they've got a really good goalkeeper, I must admit. That, that, that that's one they've got a better one, but that that's their goalkeeper is good. I think he's a Dutch a Dutch guy, isn't he? It's a the goalkeeper, but, um, no, I think uh, Bruce, Bruce or something uh, like that. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and it's, it's actually if it's R O O S and it's the, the, the way it'll be pronounced is Rose. So um, no, I think uh, I, I I think we'll win. I think we'd add it, but we've got to we've got to get right top of them. We've got to push them back, close them down early, and just uh, take over the midfield. Thank you. That, the, the midfield's a big battle, isn't it? That's uh, against Aberdeen, because they'll probably pack their, their midfield. So yeah. getting round that yeah. is, 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 uh, is uh, the sort of important thing. Well, Dave, I'm delighted to report that uh, Lodge Park Gardens, you know, have got number one in their their agenda for Saturday night's uh, Lodge meeting is a penalty to Rangers on Sunday. So I think that one yeah. should be uh, pretty much taken care of. So I'm going to go for 2-0 to uh, the forces of truth and justice one Sunday. And I think I just can't see past Abdullah Seema. The boy is, mm-hmm. is, is my new hero because uh, because he's, his, his goal-scoring knack and, and his uh, just leathering at the first, first uh, touch finish in, I think, three of his last four goals. It's just, uh, I think the boy's going to And as an example to you know, defending and just general all-round attitude, you know, just do not give up and uh, just keep working, working, working. The boys, we, we need to find the money for this guy. I, I, we maybe have to just whip that, get the hat out and put it round and find out who's got enough money to get this guy on a permanent deal because the, the danger is that he does too well. But uh, We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We might have to, I mean, hopefully with some of the money that we earned last night, we could uh, set some of that aside to make sure we get this boy permanently. <clears throat> but uh, we're going to leave it there, guys, unless I've got anything else that you kind of want to get off your chest that I've, I haven't brought up? Just one um, thing, Dave. Oh, on you go, Bill. Well, I was only going to say just a thank you to all the listeners and viewers tonight um, and a big special mention to our old mate, Curry, who's now in the comments well, under the new Stance for Ibrox game, which is his podcast. It's available on YouTube as well, so the good of folks would go over there and, and give that a listen because Curry was a big part of this show. 
for a long time and I've got, I've got a lot of real affection for him and I saw him in the, the comments give me some good banter tonight. Uh, so email away, Curry, and I'll, I'll wait to hear from you, mate. And uh, also just to say to the viewers, a, a few people were getting me tight because they can't see my face tonight. What's happened is I've put the lamp on behind me thinking, oh, that'll be bright enough. And then the program started and it wasn't bright enough. And I'm too fat and lazy to get up and go and turn on the big house light. So you're not really missing anything by not seeing my face, to be honest. But I'll make sure it's better lit for next time. Thanks, guys. Uh, don't, don't bother, Bill. It's good. It's all right. What that? <laughs> just, just keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, three million pound in the bag in the bank from last night, plus one point four um, points. What's it called? The points again? What's the word for it? Um, yeah, coefficient points. What's the fact? I must admit, Aberdeen. I think I've got some, and and then. They've got some as well. So it was a good night for Scottish coefficient uh, points. And we've also, with going to, we, now we're going on a run in, in Europe, we're going to earn more than, than they did in the Champions League. So that's another plus point. We'll be coming out with more money uh, than them. So I think that's a, that's a big point. And again, thanks for everybody for listening. And don't forget our Patreon website, just for £1 a month, you can get far more. And there's some great things coming up on it, I believe. Yep. So we're going to leave it there, guys. If that, that's it. Uh, well, hopefully, we'll be, we will be back on Sunday. Hopefully, uh, to pick over the <clears throat> another famous win, uh, which we love to see. But, you know, I think it should be a good contest on Sunday. But I'm, I'm really uh, hoping that we can see this through and land that trophy because I think we, for Big Phil, I think to get the first one under his belt would be a, a huge achievement. So we'll see you then. Thanks again for everybody listening and uh, your comments. And as the guys have said, do visit Patreon. The details are in the in the description. So until then, see you Sunday. We are the people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.